Hey y'all, thanks for being here with me on the Sacred Remembering Podcast. Today, I am talking with Clara Gomez-Santos, and I love this conversation so much. It's a different look at the inner masculine. So I have talked about the inner masculine a lot on the Sacred Remembering Podcast. We all have inner feminine, inner masculine. And what Clara has done here, folks, with her life's work uh, for the last few years has really been to look at this inner masculine and call it the man within. And then to really interact with the man within and ask, how is this man within showing up? What is this man within doing? What's it? Um, how's it working out? What's it eating? How's it treating you? All these things. This episode is so inspiring. It's such a fresh take. Uh, I loved it. And I know you will too. Hello and welcome to the Sacred Remembering Podcast, the place for modern women who are waking up to the truth of who they are. I'm your host, Sarah Poet. Women are healing from outdated paradigms and we are rising. And we're not doing it by fighting or further depleting ourselves anymore. We are doing it by remembering who we are and standing in that unified truth. Here, we remember together through stories, tools, and curiosity. And in doing so, we bring forward the place of women in our modern world. Visit sarahpoet.com today for tools for your feminine, masculine awakening journey and to schedule mentorships and couples coaching with me directly. Now, let's begin. Where are my women out there who are making a career pivot? Where are you? Hello, I see you. Four or five years ago, I made a big, huge career pivot from being a school principal to what I do now. It was huge. It was every bit of a soul initiation. And I'm really happy to say that it's possible to make such a pivot. And a couple of you are coming to me pretty regularly at this point, wanting me to now guide you through the process of doing the pivot and starting that soul-led business and doing it in a feminine, masculine, you know, balance and integration, which is huge. It's like what I've spent five years figuring out. Okay. So I am so happy to respond to this invitation as a projector in human design. I'm, I'm really good at responding to invitations. And so this is to say that those of you listening who are in that pivot, I'm really doing a lot of behind the scenes work here with private clients and with, with putting together tools and packages for you. So you can go to sarahpoet.com and look at the offering called sustain. And right now it's listed um, as a group 
coaching program, but I haven't launched it as a group yet. I think that's coming. And, um, you can take that as an individual offering. And I am loving, I'm like, jamming on helping you all in your pivot with the soul guidance to create this new paradigm business in feminine masculine integration where we're leading in conscious feminine and conscious masculine. And, you know, old paradigm masculine, I love how this pairs with today's episode, old conscious, I'm sorry, unconscious old paradigm masculine would tell you to just decide what you're going to do and push through and make it happen and take action and keep taking action according to everybody's formulas for how to have a business (laughs) these days. That's not how I do it. Okay. Because if you aren't listening to your soul and the unique relationship that you have on a soul level with your soul business, then you're actually going to make it much, much, much harder on yourself. Hey, speaking from some experience here. Um, and you know, this week I just had a session with a woman who wanted to plow forward because that's the, you know, uh, kind of like how we're used to doing things, uh, very much how we're used to doing things. Like she wanted to, to decide, she wanted to get her vision nailed down. She wanted to like move forward with the name of the business. All of that is really understandable because she's like, okay, I'm saying yes, let's do this already. Let's get it together. Let's make it work. Uh-uh, that's push. That's old patriarchal push right inside of our own bodies and habits. So what we did instead was we did actually a soul session and we went like into the Akashic records into, um, just looking at what her soul needed and what her soul needed was for her to play and discover the answers through play. So that's unique to what her soul was guiding her to do in that moment. Okay. So if you are making a pivot, of heart and soul in your career, and you are a woman who has inside of you solutions that we need in a new earth paradigm, okay? You know where we're going. Uh, You sense that we need something different. You don't, we don't know where we're going, but we sense these areas of our lives that are so alive with possibility and passion and intuition, that is exactly what the world needs. Okay. That is exactly what the world needs. The solutions for where we're going, I believe are largely inside of women. So I am here for you. I am here with, you know, my passion, my heart, my soul to help you to listen to that soul of you, listen to the soul of the business, and then create a new paradigm of doing business and being in wealth and prosperity and conscious feminine, conscious masculine. I am particularly interested right now in working with women who are leading movements or who plan to lead other movements in the future. Okay. I I'm putting this call out to women leaders currently or in the future. If you have a vision, I'm here to support you. Okay. So much love.
You can schedule a consultation with me at sarahpoet.com backslash book. Go to sarahpoet.com, sign up for my newsletter. By the way, if you're listening to this podcast and you're not on the newsletter, I'm like, what? What people? Are we not forming a relationship here? Um, okay. I'm giving a lot of like beautiful content and newsletters and, um, really special invitations going out inside of the newsletters. And so hop on the email list, check out sarahpoet.com. And if you're feeling that soul like nudge, uh, to work together, then you can reach out to me and schedule a consultation and we'll see what we can get on the calendar. Okay. sarahpoet.com. I'll talk to you soon. Hello, Clara. Welcome to the sacred remembering podcast. So good to have you here. Thank you, Sarah. Great to be here. Um, I saw your work on Instagram and you were talking about the man within and Mm. you, it caught my eye and there was this, you know, teaching and presence about the need for women to go beyond reclaiming the feminine and also reclaim the masculine, which is something Mm. that I'm very, very passionate about. And so I reached out and here we are. And um, this is the first time that you and I are getting to know one another also. So um, I'm, yeah. I'm really excited to talk with you today. I'd like Me to read too. your bio. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'd like to read your bio for everyone. And then I want to hear some of your story from, from your mouth. Clara is a feminine empowerment guide, Dakini and soul initiation mentor, for women seeking to live from their true essence and fullest potential. For the past 15 years, she's been committed to soul searching, training extensively around the world, and now facilitating within some of the most respected mystery schools for transpersonal development and embodied spirituality, including ISTA. A, the International School of Temple Arts, the Shambhala School for Soul Initiation, and the Haydn Temple Mystery School in New Zealand. She draws on an embodied knowledge of Tantra, shadow work, esoteric psychology, and shamanism to hold containers in which disowned aspects of our human nature may come into integration and become fuel for soul expression. And she's supported thousands on this path to wholeness and erotic empowerment through retreats, ceremonies, and trainings worldwide. Clara is the creator of the Man Within program that we're going to talk about today, a 30-day online intensive that has helped over 250 women understand, cultivate, and embody the healthy aspects of masculine energy within them. And you can find more on that at themanwithin.com. Such a pleasure to meet you, Clara. Welcome. Thank you so much. Um, ah, I uh, feel to, for those who want to find it, name that the website is manwithinprogram.com. Um, and I said it wrong. Okay, found. great. <laughs> Thank you. It's all right. Yeah, yeah. The Man Within is the name of the program, but Man Within Program is the one. Yeah. Thank you for setting us on the course mm-hmm. there. Um, <laughs> I would love to 
go through a little bit of your personal story as a woman. This podcast is called Sacred Remembering. And so we're talking mm. about the path of activation that we're on as modern women um, to remember things like, oh, you know, I have to activate the masculine <laughs> inside mm-hmm. of my female body or, mm. um, you know, all of those, those realizations and remembrances that we have on this soul journey. And so I wonder if you would start us off um, with some introduction to you and your journey and your soul journey and how you came to uh, the work that you do now. For sure. Um, I feel maybe it's relevant to name that uh, to begin with, I had always perceived myself um, as a feminine being or yeah, more identified with the feminine energy or more comfortable there, however we want to put it. Um, And so, yeah, through being uh, raised in a female body and through the transmissions I received, that got um, uh, reinforced, um, especially from media. (laughs) And throughout my life now when I look back I realize how much I was um, then a part of me was seeking to balance that with the masculine but the only way I knew to do it was to look for it outside and and seek it and, and like take from it outside takes those those reference points and that uh, meant you know finding a boyfriend um, projecting that onto teachers or mentors and guides and really not realizing that that could be within me at all in fact I remember being a kid and asking for boys toys and and being told now nah, you're not going to want that you, you'll leave it out behind you're you'll ignore it and now I'm like wow I would have loved to have those cars or <laughs> those trains or whatever yeah and so moving forward to later in life, after mm, the fourth or so relationship that um, ended, and I mean, I've had beautiful long-term relationships, but something in me was like, what? Hmm, what is it that is not fulfilling me or that I keep seeking uh, in this uh, man that I've been with, but that you know, um, hmm, that seems to, the, the fact that I'm seeking it seems to be the problem. <laughs> the uh, fact that I am, said. yeah, uh-huh. yes, uh, you know, causing tension or dependency even, right? Mm-hmm. So it really, oof, it really hit me. It's like, I need to do something uh drastic like i a part of me sort of yeah awakened and was like you know you can search this within you you have heard about it (laughs) you have even received already some teachings about sacred masculine sacred feminine it's all within regardless of gender how about you go on a quest (laughs) to find him within you and and really figure out who he is and what he likes doing and what his uh, gifts are and what his challenges are and so on. Um, and that's what I did. That turned out to be like a 30-day, like an intentional 30-day 
quest, which I set for myself. I was like, I'm, I'm not going to do anything else. I'm just for 30 days going to let him through wow. whoever shows up, you know, <laughs> and learn about him. I'm kind of giving him the space, the permission to come through, to show up um, and to inform me, you know, to reveal himself um, so that I could learn really who he is and how he can relate to my feminine and have that beautiful you inner uh, partnership. Yeah. So that's briefly how it kind of uh, unfolded. And, and it was the most transformative thing I ever did. Actually, it's just like, yeah. As soon as you said that you got that intuition to do it, this like, chill kind of went up my spine because mm -hmm. it's like there it is like there's the you know mm -hmm. the soul um like a seed mm -hmm. of um you know why you're here <laughs> and mm -hmm. then you know and then you do it and then you find out what you find out and then you create the thing and then mm -hmm. you um in educate others and inspire others mm. and so I love that that moment like distilling mm. that moment yeah. of the call and then answering the call which is like yeah. masculine's got to answer the call <laughs> yeah yeah right? yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. so That's right. the question that came up as I was listening to you that I imagine others are asking that's kind of how I interview is like I'm listening and I'm thinking, what would people be wanting to know next? And, um, you know, I want to know what you found. Like, I want to know what you found on that in that 30 days. Like, can you expose a little bit of that for us? Oh, <laughs> yes. Yes, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I, I found many things, um, mainly him, <laughs> I guess, as he revealed himself, I found, for example, let's say his state of maturity. So I referred to that with maybe, you know, he was around 19 maturity-wise, you know, late teenager. And, and so that already gave me some like, wow, okay, well, no wonder you've been a bit uncooperative until now, <laughs> you know. And but like an immature masculine. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like, you know, it's maybe just kind of doing your best, but not really having any reference points of how to do this man thing, this mature man thing. Yeah. So that already gave me some compassion. I was like, okay, okay. Up until now, I've said that you're not around, that you don't show up, that you're not helping me, that because of you, I'm depending on outer man, blah, blah. But here you are, not so developed. And then I found that that was... Yeah, precisely because he had no reference points for mature masculinity growing up. So he was doing his best with the reference points from culture and society and media and other men around him. And whoa, from there I was like, okay, well let's 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 work on it. And and I also found that he was very willing, like eager. <laughs> To, to learn, to mature, to develop, to show up, to step up, actually, and, and receive and embody this, um, we can call it mature masculine, divine masculine, healthy masculine uh, qualities. And, and to actually, to bring back that, this word of remembrance, to actually remember them 
from our core, from source, from nature, to actually tap onto that divine masculine all around us and remember it and relearn to embody it and bring it through. So that learning that he was very willing <laughs> was also beautiful because he was like, oh, bless you. And so let's do this. Let's be a team. And mm. boom, next thing I know, he's the one who's making our bed each day. He's mm. the one who's making sure I do my, my stretching and my yoga practice and getting us like the best ingredients for our diet and our health and what we need. He's the one making sure, you know, mm -hmm. like, wow honey what thanks you know like <laughs> and so yeah you know and I could go on about so many things I found you know like his actually his specific hobbies and other gifts and gifts and, and, and superpowers that he has you know I learned he's the one when I'm holding space he's the one holding the space and loves doing that there's a mix of the feminine there as well of course to feel the space but he's the one holding that presence in that uh, safe container for others' uh, experiences to unfold, you know? Many things, many things I found mm. and then I could just like celebrate him for. And that's something also I learned. It's like the masculine um, likes to, grows through uh, being rewarded for the things that he achieves, you know, through the feminine's appreciation. It's like, wow, you've, you've achieved that thank you, I see you, mm, kind of enlivening and empowering him to, to continue to step up and overcoming challenges and things like that. Mm. Oh, so much to say. That was the reward. That's, that's so wonderful. And I'm just listening to you and I'm kind of in awe because for as much as I've done in this realm, like the work, quote unquote, that I've done to um, reclaim my relationship with the masculine, I've never mm -hmm. called it the man within. And so I'm like, I've never seen it through this lens. And so I'm just so grateful that you're here with your unique transmission on this. Um, because I think how I see it is like I talk about the feminine as, as like archetypal, the masculine is mm -hmm. archetypal. And then I'm being with these energetics inside and noticing uh, like the interchange of the energetics on the inside, mm -hmm. which is what you were saying in a different way. Um, mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. I love it. So mm -hmm. for, for women listening, I want to say too, that I'm guessing before you did this, before you discovered the man within, in these other relationships, maybe these four relationships prior or mm -hmm. relationships with other men in your life, um, mm -hmm. you know, women do this with like fathers, workplace advisors, you know, that kind of thing. Were you frustrated at them for not doing some of the things that um, that you just described? Like, for not making the bed, for not... Um, providing the ingredients for a healthy body and healthy meal mm -hmm. and kitchen and home. And so were those things that you wanted from men mm -hmm. and you weren't necessarily finding? Oh, maybe not those particular things. If I, mm -hmm. that's a great question. Like I hadn't considered what was I seeking uh, maybe that I wasn't getting. If I tune into it now, Mm. 
I believe maybe, yeah, I just wasn't being met. I felt I wasn't being met more like maybe emotionally, spiritually, or even in intimacy. I think that's, that's, those are more of the aspects where I was more frustrated. And then it's like, oh, like seeking something else, seeking either more depth or more understanding, more holding. Mm, yeah, I think for each person, it'll be different. Maybe others are seeking more uh, direction or, you know, more support with their mission, more a sense of yeah, purpose. Uh, yeah, I think it'll be different for each person. For me, I do too. Yeah, yeah, I do too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. See, but when I, yeah, something that I um, also felt very strongly as I was meeting my own guy, let's say, was, um, you know, when I said I got so much compassion when I realized that he didn't have so many role models. And yeah. this then um, extended onto phew, compassion for all men mankind you know because because it's like wow um all of this time i've been kind of blaming mm-hmm. men for for you know for for some of my perils and and tragedies and oh and this is not fair and how can this be and yeah, and of course, and we know there are some inequalities, especially you know, when it comes to gender. But it was getting to an extent of just by default blaming, and they're the cause of all that's wrong in the world. Yeah. And then with this realization in myself of trying to download, let's say, the mature masculine, I was like, whoa, it's not that easy. It's not that accessible. And who, you know, who's going to start? Like, where are we going to get this? healthy reference points Mm. right and you know it's a one thing is to blame and point fingers but hey we're all in it we're all in it and so that turns more into it's not a matter of pointing at genders it's more you know it's more systemic right it's more of a of an issue with the system that we are under and the habits and the notions, um, let's say even like telepathic agreements that are in the field around gender roles and what we're supposed to or not supposed to do. So, yeah, um, it, it brought a lot of compassion for those in male bodies and how hard it is to be a decent man, you know, mm. um, not to justify poor behavior, but to really kind of lessen the finger pointing and the blaming. Yeah. I love how you said that. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. I love how you said that. Mm. Hmm. So I'm feeling into like the energetics of, of how the feminine changes when this work is done and how mm. the masculine changes when this work is mm. done and mm-hmm. um, not done as in finished, but done as in um, engaged with. <laughs> right. Never done, done, never wholly finished. Mm-hmm. Um, but we are, you know, to your point about the old structures and paradigms that we've been handed we would like to see them upgraded and this inner what you know inner alchemy work inner marriage work that that you're doing and describing um will change the quality of both feminine and masculine Mm -hmm. within 
And mm. I'm wondering if you could speak to that. It's mm. it's a broad-ish question, but your interpretation is just fine, <laughs> however you go with it. Mm. Absolutely. <laughs> ah, yeah. Thank you. I love these questions. <laughs> um, mm. Yes, as we've been saying, once we work with one and the other with one energy, the other one will be affected or enriched even. Uh, so what I have found with focusing so much on, on maturing the masculine is that my feminine has like ah, softened, has like, ooh, okay, there's someone home. Yeah. holding <laughs> the situation not all the time there's still some way to go for sure mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but um but she felt okay whenever i don't find it out there like i would want to i have this to return to i have this inner pillar i have this container to move my emotions i have this other part of me to hold me um, to witness me, to validate me. And ooh, and that's what I mean by it softened it, because it stops uh, being so uh, hooked on finding it outside. So, uh, what's the word? Um, yeah, hooked or determined or fixed on it must come from outside. Yeah. So, there's many ways in which uh, the f my own feminine got enriched. Um, <laughs> uh, I guess there's a, a sense of your being, the feminine being um, elevated and more honored. It's like, yes, honey, up until now, you've been in a certain uh, frequency. You've been doing your feminine thing, but now woof, here's the space to go deeper. Mm. Here's the space, yeah, to deepen into that femininity, into that quality of the feminine that's still almost unexplored and, and almost unknown yeah. to, to society and that is yeah. emerging. Mm -hmm. So there's like a greater permission. Why? Because there's someone there Yes, holding the space, witnessing it, um, creating the circumstances for her, quote unquote, to, ooh, to grow, to be, to emerge, to create, to bring her gift, to blossom, you know? Yeah. Ah, and to deepen, also to deepen her roots and her um, vibration. So it's, so it's exciting. As I'm saying it, I'm like, woo, because I know mm. there's a deeper frequency of the feminine that we're, we're kind of beginning to tap into. And that's, I'm excited about. <laughs> yes, yes. And I yeah. love that you're saying deeper. I mean, it is deeper. It's more expressive, erotic, and, and that only mm. can come when the feminine feels, uh, let's say, mm. safe to mm -hmm. embody and yeah. um, yes, this message that you're continuing to give, uh, and I'm just repeating mm -hmm. of um, looking for what you want in the external field, and then mm -hmm. the, and then saying, um, "What is my inner masculine doing?" Mm -hmm. um, you know, I I 
have so many examples of masculine projection in my life along my journey. So many. (laughs) And, um, you know, my, my inner masculine was like, pushy it was a little pushy and mm. like wouldn't stop for her wouldn't um mm. you know uh, like let her go to those depths or let her rest it was like oh i can fit in mm. just one more thing or you know mm. but the like the job completion the task completion mm. was a little um pushy it was like just getting things done to get things done like in this production mm. mode my my inner masculine has had a lot of that still does like have yeah. remnants of that for sure and i have to like watch it and um my last partner i mean this is like over a year ago now but mm. like his masculine mirrored that i mean i had literally like partnered with someone in the external who was, um, you know, beautiful in many ways, but this shadow aspect of the masculine was, was there, was like reflecting back to me. And as much Mm -hmm. as I would be, you know, frustrated that it, that it was there because when I felt it from him, my inner feminine would get a little, um, Mm. uncomfortable or, or just Mm. like, she couldn't relax or she couldn't go to the depth. I mean, it was kind of like she, she was being rushed and, um, you know, couldn't fully express and he didn't have any patience. And it was like, Mm. oh, well, where is this in me? I mean, it was a very familiar thing and so that's the kind of yeah. you know humility um yeah. that this kind of walk requires as well but along yeah. those lines I would love to hear you speak and you just kind of alluded to it but you know I kind of want to look at the the converse like how does it continue to degrade the feminine how do we continue to degrade our own feminine you know mm-hmm. with the finger pointing with the mm-hmm. um like reliance on an external masculine um mm-hmm. you know I, I really want women to hear this because for all of the reclaiming of the sacred feminine that we're doing collectively which has been wonderful like we have needed yeah. to get her out of the grips of oppression like we have needed that um, but then that feminine that has reclaimed, you know, the sacred feminine and is like, you know, maybe still pissed about oppression and, and still finger pointing, like, I would love to hear you speak to, um, how does she continue to degrade her own femininity by making this, uh, you know, external projection of the masculine? Mm. Mm. Wow. Great question again, and ah, there's many ways to take it. What's coming right now is mm, when when we point outside the issues with the masculine. And we blame it for most things. We're forgetting that indeed that's an aspect that is also within us. And, and I know this is obvious, you know, especially hearing everything we've said until now. But what I want to bring, especially maybe if someone's hearing and saying, well, I'm going to 
you know, stay with my, you know, fighting everything that has to do with male domination and whatnot. It's like, I would say, consider that the soul, the soul that is incarnating this vessel is, is neither man or woman, it's genderless. And it's actually both of those things, masculine and feminine. We don't even need to call it that. But that polarity is there. And you carry that. We carry that. Um, no amount of finger pointing is going to release us from that energy being in us. And what happens a lot of the time when we are pointing towards a perpetrator, yeah, if we point strong enough and aggressively enough and passionately although maybe violently enough is that we will become the perpetrator right so mm. it takes a really um uh, humble and honest look at oneself to be like where am i doing those things just like you said before with other partners and where am i carrying that um because that's one of the ways in which the shadow likes to yeah. speak to us, right? Through where we project our, where the most um, in, uh, intensity is, like when we most like viscerally disagree with something and mm. we're like, that's disgusting and um, um, inappropriate. And it's like, whoa, okay, something's resonating in here, inside. Ooh, ooh, where in me am I carrying this behavior? It may not be the same. Of course, maybe you're not going around abusing women, but where in you is the part of you that may take without consent? For example, yeah, right. Just as a, you know, uh, there's many ways to take without consent and not just by being overtly abusive. And just to bring a, you know, I don't know, maybe we're going off topic, but just to bring an example in which, uh, some female bodies may become uh, uh, abusive, let's say, is through the emotional body. Mm. You know, we can uh, break boundaries or um, mm -hmm. yeah, disrespect boundaries with our emotional body and penetrate without consent with our emotional body. So that's something that just mm -hmm. because, you know, we are women and we like, oh, you can get a bit expressive with our emotions. We're just taking the, yeah, take it, take, mm -hmm. you know, you're here. You're supposed to hold space for me and listen to it and, mm -hmm. and just, you know, be, and, and sometimes maybe the other person, regardless of gender, but, you know, let's say maybe it's a man who also has a feminine inside and maybe it's like closing, closing, getting almost even frozen at the intensity coming at it. Mm, mm, mm. Okay. And if we continue, that's penetration without consent. Yeah. You know, so I'm just going to bring that here to also mm -hmm, mm -hmm, see mm -hmm. that we may be in this outer <laughs> um, container, yeah. But inside, we've got these two energies. We've got many energies, but yeah. let's just go with yeah. this too, right? And yeah. and it's our job to to see how we are, how that inner relationship is going. Yeah. And is it abusive? Is it harmonious? Is it one overpowering the other? This mm -hmm. is what this work is all about, mm -hmm. ultimately. Mm -hmm. 
Oh yeah. Yeah. And I, I feel to just share, um, another story to, um, you know, for anyone listening, who's like, but there has been oppression, there has been, you know, abuse. It's like, there has been absolutely. And Mm -hmm. I think it's important to, um, we're not sweeping that under the rug, of course, Mm -hmm. But I know in my experience, because things had been taken from me as a woman, um, very deliberately, very purposefully taken from me, like by, um, by man, by father, mm-hmm. um, th- there is a natural, well, in this uh, matrix reality, there's a, a natural reaction that happens that's like, well, my power was taken from me. Mm-hmm. I'm going to have to take power back. And I think, yeah. you know, entire feminist movements have been built on that. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, I, I talk about this when when I talk about the consumer program, I call it, because it's like, you know, it's like a consume or be consumed, like mm. old, you know, nasty rhetoric. It's like, um, mm. and the consumption of the feminine, but that's a whole other thing. Actually, I won't yeah. open that up. <laughs> and so, <laughs> but our, our inner masculine can be behaving. I'm, I'm repeating what you said in a different way. Our mm. inner masculine can be repeating those oppressive dominating um energetics behaviors you know over others over others in other bodies and also over top of our own feminine mm-hmm. oh, yeah. yes Every yes oh, yeah. it's an inside Every day. job there's <laughs> that's right yeah there's um healing of the masculine healing of the feminine inside job every day I would like to ask you how your relationships with men have changed since mm. doing this work. Oh, for sure. Okay. Well, going back to when I first did this, this was 2017, I noticed an immediate shift already when, um, I mean, what I was doing is literally letting also my masculine choose what to wear, how to do our hair or not do it and all of that. No makeup, hair up, very practical, very just, you know, Mm. and within the second week or so of being in this mode uh, and moving as him, I noticed the brothers around me actually listening to what I had to say. Mm. That was already like an immediate shift from before. Maybe it was just like a different interaction, like, "Ah, I don't know, here's Clara being bubbly and light and da, da, da. And, now it was more like paying attention or even asking for my opinion or considering me. Just I, I noticed this thing among men or in the masculine, which is like you, 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 you show your brothers, you show your brothers you're to be trusted. You know, like you, you, trust is not earned, it's not granted just because you're there. Among men, this is kind of, um, you, you do need to kind of earn it through your. Um, actions follow your yeah following your words your actions following your words and through being in integrity and through yeah indeed keeping your word and so on so this vibration i was emitting through this time already i noticed a shift and then taking it more perhaps to personal or to intimacy 
um, there's been many instances where I've noticed uh, with my partner, um, him being grateful that I was bringing my masculine in when he couldn't hold whatever I was going through any longer, like you know, it was too intense or too much. Mm. And he, my masculine stepping up and he being like, okay, you know, and, mm. and again, it's like this sort of like brother thing of like, okay, I see you and mm. good that you're stepping up and like, nice, mm-hmm. it's your job now. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and uh, let's see any other, I mean, you know, we can take this to the work realm. We can take it yeah, among peers and there's like a recognition. I guess there's like a, you know, I would say there's a sense in some men, what I have felt, there's a relaxation because perhaps they feel that you're not, mm. I am not seeking something, you know, again, that projection that there's no projection there's not a seeking of oh approve of me or oh uh complete me or fulfill Mm -hmm. me or you know and i think there's a relaxation you can relate in a different way you know there's not so much of a transaction happening Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah yeah Mm. so beautiful thank (laughs) you I think um, i'm i'm now curious to hear a little bit more about what happens in these 30 days in the man within it's like a a 30-day full-on so are you saying am i understanding this correctly that um you know for 30 days you're you're seeking him out you want to know him you're like playing with him you're working with him what are you doing Yeah. yeah that's right yes yes so we begin uh, with a shamanic journey to actually meet him and mm-hmm. to receive um, information about, you know, the most basic things like appearance and even like a name and yeah, the looks, what he wears, age range, that mm-hmm. kind of thing. So that we have like an avatar, so that we have an avatar to work with, which may shift and change and evolve. But then we, when we do more practices to to embody him, we have like this avatar to hop into and move as. <laughs> so that is useful for that reason. It's not mm-hmm. mandatory. It's just, just useful and fun. It's quite mm-hmm. fun. <laughs> and, um, and then also you see like where you're really, what, what is your avatar? Like where is your divine masculine coming from? And maybe it's like what ethnicity it has and what are his like sacred objects and, you know, and totems and so on. So that in itself is like, wow. Because depending on, you know, if you do shamanic work, you can then also work with that and with the magic powers that he brings. Um, Then uh, we move into deepening this connection. It's like, okay, so who are you? What are you like? Uh, What do you like doing? Um, And so we uh, learn about the mature and immature aspects of the masculine. So to see where we're at, to see, okay, I've got that nailed. I'm a great space holder, but ooh, in this area here, patience, uh, I don't know, not, mm, not mm-hmm. so good. Or, mm. or, you know, or I find it hard to finish projects or we, we start to see where the work of our guy is mm. in, in terms of um, evolving and maturing mm-hmm. and, and showing up for the feminine in greater and greater ways. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, um, we move into also uh, learning about the dark and light masculine, 
which is the whole topic. If you want, we can talk about it, but I'll just leave it there for now. Uh, light and dark masculine aspects. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so that, again, we can inform our own guide more, like where are we at? Where do we need to emphasize? What is the shadow of the light and dark masculine aspect? Ooh, where are we at with that? Yes, and yes. throughout it, we also do, you know, practices to deepen connection with him, uh, voice dialogue to to talk to him, to for our masculine and feminine to talk to each other. Mm-hmm. We learn. Um, also, we go into emotional um, alchemy and how to work with emotional energy as the masculine as well. Um, we have accountability sort of like challenges and a way of deepening as a group when we're doing in it as a, you know, as a group of brothers, we have ways to also, um, yeah, kind of encourage each other and, Mm -hmm. and give each other reflections and sort of cheer each other on, Mm. on on the journey. (laughs) What else? Um, we talk about processes of initiation and, and really, you know, this, what's been missing in our society, because in ancient uh, cultures, especially yeah, in tribal cultures, there's rites of passage, right? Mm-hmm. From uh, childhood, from infancy into adulthood, it's marked by very distinct um, rites of passage that acknowledge those thresholds. So we've lost that. Yeah. <laughs> and, and that's why I call this an initiation, because that already taking part in a 30-day container dedicated to this is like, boom, it's a part of you saying, I'm self-initiating. Yeah. I'm doing this thing for myself that was um, extracted from culture, from our lineages, and I'm reclaiming it back because I want to be an adult. I don't want to be in this perpetual infancy that the world Mm -hmm. needs to be in. I want to, you know, step up and show up for the world. So, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and finally, we talk about the inner couple, the inner marriage, Mm -hmm. the beautiful wondering of it. Yeah. 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 And Mm -hmm. I call that like soul expression because for me, that's what happens when they come together, poof, and they work in harmony. That's when our, their divine child is the, is the voice of our soul, is the gift, Mm -hmm. uh, the unique gift we've come here with or many gifts. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so that, gets born from their union in my experience Mm -hmm. so so beautiful thank you so Mm -hmm. much for describing that and um and taking us on that on that little journey um we are rounding out an hour already and so i just really want to um celebrate what you're doing i mean i'm i'm fascinated i'm um i'm i'm grateful i'm so grateful and uh this is such a solid i mean of course this is like an opinion of mine but um you know you don't need my opinion nor approval of it but it feels like just such a solid um way for women to be able to understand um this you know relatively complex and and um deep soul material and you know it's it's very um like digestible it's very like we can tangibly play with this um what you're describing and and what you're providing so Thank you for saying yes to to birthing this creation into the world and and for holding uh, the spaces that you do. Um, please feel free to share anything else you want to share. But I also understand that 
another round of the man within is starting soon. So I'd love for you to tell us about that as well. Sure. Um, yes, it's going to be the 10th edition. We are, I've done two years of it. It's the 10th edition to 250 women. I feel I may come to, I don't know, maybe a pause soon. We'll see. Like maybe mm-hmm. it needs to kind of, after this 10th edition, kind of go a bit to, to rest and, 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 and brew again and see mm-hmm. what new transmissions want to come. But something that's coming up for some reason now to say is that, um, yes, I, I've called it the man within and, and, and you've said, wow, you know, uh, I never thought of it that way. I've thought of the masculine and so on. And I just, I want to say, sometimes I also think of it like, wow, man, it can seem so mm-hmm. polarized and so binary, right? And, and so I want to say that um, it is, as you said, the, the, the field of the psyche and the soul is complex. And so this uh, name or this way of working with it is just a way to try and synthesize and work with energies that are out there. Um, but the name itself is just, yeah, you know, it's, yeah. a, it's a, a working name. And yeah. that absolutely any expression of um, gender preference or attraction Absolutely. is mm. welcome. I, I've mm-hmm. had non-binary beings. I've had trans women. I've, you know, this thing, everything yeah. uh, you can think of has felt at some point the, uh, the call because I've made it welcoming in that way. Because ultimately we're working with universal energies, regardless of our identification. So it can be enriching and valuable for uh, for anybody that feels called to it yes absolutely absolutely See. and you may have said this but when does it start the next one february uh, 25th of february to 25th of march 2022 wonderful wonderful mm-hmm. well clara thank you so much for being here um is there anything else that you would add that we didn't cover does that feel complete for you uh, well maybe that i'm part of ista the ISTA is ISTA, uh-huh. the International School of Temple Arts. And that, yeah, it's a beautiful school for also for anyone who wants to deepen um, personal, personal empowerment. And we do week-long seminars around the world and also dive into masculine, feminine, um, soul and animal and all kinds of integration. Mm. Mm. So, yeah, I thought, yeah, to, to name ISTA as well is a mm. big part of my soul work as well. <laughs> wonderful yeah. thank you we'll put that in the show notes as well mm-hmm. wonderful thank you for being here and best to you on this 10th iteration of your soul work and um, mm. thank you for being here thanks for having me really enjoyed it mm-hmm. yeah. thanks for your work mm-hmm. This is Sarah Poet of Embodied Breath, and thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I'm curious, what was your biggest takeaway? Remember that you are not alone on the sacred path, and women are rising now together. You can visit my website, sarahpoet.com, for more tools and inspiration to support your sacred remembering path. 
Please be sure to check the show notes, subscribe to this podcast, share with a friend, and leave us a review wherever you listen to podcasts. I love to hear from you. Stay connected. And here's to your path of sacred remembering.